0: L A S, The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.
1: Join us for Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest, a game where teams of adventurers navigate through a classic choose-your-path-to-adventure story with the goal of winning prizes from locally-owned businesses in the Cedar Rapids-Iowa City Corridor. Each episode is fun, new, and exciting. Listen to the story and then see if you would make the same decisions as our teams. Will our teams travel to the tops of the Himalayas as a search for the exclusive Yeti? Will they dive to the bottom of the ocean to search for the lost city of Atlantis? Or will they travel through space and time as they explore distant planets and discover new forms of life? Which team will be your favorite? Will they enter the glorious hallways of the Adventurers Hall of Fame by winning the season Championship? Choose Your Own Adventure Team Quest is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. New episodes released every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of all LAS podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and to get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. So come, and join us for an adventure. And always remember... The choice is yours.
0: L.A.S. Hey, everyone. It's Tuesday, and that means another episode. This is Amy with an A. And I'm Jenny
2: with a Z. And welcome Welcome to to our podcast, Sick and and Tired. A podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick and and tired. tired. Today, we're going to
0: play a little emotional mental floss and tackle Jenny's mental health
2: story. Mental floss? Wait, wait, now do I have something in my teeth and my brain? Mm. I'm happier than the first people in line for a pumpkin spice latte today because after two episodes where Amy was trapped in another virtual dimension, <laughs> she is back in the studio.
0: <sighs> Welcome back home Amy. Thank you. It's so good to be here. So just so everybody knows that's tuning in, I uh, had a COVID exposure at my workplace, but everything is good. I'm good. I did not get COVID. Uh, Fortunately, my coworker is doing great, so that's good news, too. So we kind of had to uh, do something a little different last time. Uh, As you probably heard on Episode 6, I was talking to everybody remotely, so that was fun. Um, So since you asked me this last time... I will ask you, Jenny, how are you doing?
2: Okay, so I know I started off the Mental Floss continuation of the mental health series being very happy to see you. And I am happy, truly. I am because <laughs> I missed you. But I still think it's a good idea to check in. Because, um, you know, like, just because I look like I'm happy on the outside, we're all good at masquerading right. that we're happy and put on <laughs> these brave faces and That's sure. post only the happy things on social media. Um, but but I'll admit, I'm not doing the greatest, mm. and I want to thank you for being a great friend and asking me. No problem. So, how are you doing? Uh, well,
0: I had a rough weekend with my health. Um, I had a bit of a setback with my GI issues um, since this lovely surgery. Uh, and instead of 106 pounds, I'm now 104. Um, so that was a bit of a going the wrong way, We're girl. Going the wrong way, and um. And dealing with insurance, um, not much else I can say besides, it's very scary now and very frustrating. So we're gonna save that for a future episode because it sounds that's like a really good one lot
2: to talk. About. <laughs> it sounds like a really good future episode.
0: Right. So I think it's important to to check in um, and really truly listen to people because that's what people need is for people to listen to them. So a little bit of a disclaimer, everybody, in this episode, we're going to be diving deep into our mental health stories. So this topic could be a little triggering for some people. So just a forewarning if you are listening. Um, So, Jenny, let's hear your mental health story.
2: All right. So, yeah. So like those of you that have been um really loyal listeners, you know that a couple episodes ago, um Amy who was remote did her story. So now I'm doing uh, my story. And so some of it is going to sound very similar and some of it's going to sound a little different. But um so before COVID and the before times, I don't know oh, if you guys what remember was that like? the before times it seems like a million years ago. Um I have always worked in some sort of field where I kind of get my therapy from talking all day. So um, so I recently am a massage therapist, so I would uh, talk to my clients while I'm working on them. Or before that, I for 20 years, I was in the hair industry and salon industry. So as I was doing pedicures or facials or hair, I would talk through my problems all day long <laughs> mm-hmm. to each person because you had a new person in your chair so that to them it was new so you could talk about it 20 times during the day right and so i realize now that i'm not doing that that it's really um it's it's, tough. it's been tough because i don't have that outlet of talking yeah. through my pro- i'm a person that has to talk through their problems so mm-hmm. um and i remember my clients always saying to me i love coming in i mean yes you're great at doing hair you're great at doing massage but it's the Jenny therapy that I get. And I think what they meant by that, at least this is how I always took it, is they knew that for that hour or that hour and a half or however long it was, because, you know, we know color takes longer. um, (laughs) It was, I was focused on just them. And very rarely do you get that where somebody, you have their attention for that long. It either
0: takes a really good friend or a family member to focus in on you or a therapy session and you yeah, know, and we'll get to we'll get to all yeah. of that a little bit later but you know therapy is not not everybody has access to it and oh, yeah. not everybody can afford
2: it because well, yeah. of our lovely insurance, insurance companies. companies yeah, yeah cuz and, and I had kind of talked about that in a previous episode I'd kind of said so um I found out during the pandemic that I um could do teletherapy which is in cuz it was supposed to be for free right yeah. um and uh and so my insurance um, did pay. It It was free through them. And so I would do uh, telehealth, which some of the people I thought everyone knew what telehealth is. But um, in case you don't, because um, I'm finding out there are some people that don't necessarily know. It's um, usually you're doing a therapy session um, on virtual mm-hmm. on a virtual platform. And uh so for the most part that had worked for me very well. I'd found a therapist that she was also an adoptee so she kind of understood where I was coming from from that aspect. Um and I was I was doing really well with that. And then suddenly um months later I found out that my insurance company decided to be to stop doing uh paying for telehealth July 1st and didn't inform any of us of that. And so you know, by the time you get the bills, that it's been go- it's gone through um, yeah. insurance. It's months later, of right? Course, of so course. then, of course, I'm like seeing her once a week,
0: right?
2: Maybe every other week. So it's like all of a sudden, I have this huge bill that I didn't know that I had. Yeah, so it's sudden- a
0: great surprise. So
2: suddenly, I had to fight my insurance company and it, and I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. And so I had to end my therapy with her. And so oh, that, Jenny. yeah. And luckily I'm in a place where it's, I'm probably okay, but I think of like all the other people that probably were also affected by mm-hmm. that decision. um, And, you know, and they don't have options. What are they doing? Yeah. If I, if I did need to talk to somebody, what would I do? Right. So that's, that's one of the things. So I'm a big proponent of, of therapy, but I also understand you might not have the resources mm-hmm. or ability to do it. And so then what else are you going to do?
0: Well, and the big question to that, like we said before, is why? Why? Why doesn't everybody have access to well, it? Why Why do we have insurance companies that are now predicting who we can see for therapy? Yeah. I think that's wrong. Well, and that's the
2: other thing. Like I, At the beginning of it, I had to fight with my insurance company because they said she wasn't in network, which she is, which I don't understand why. It, and it was like they were going to tell me who I could go to. And oh was, yeah, and yeah. I was like, I, mean, I was like, you don't know what I need. Mean, all right. It's <laughs> okay. Unreal. So, so other times that I've had, um, in my life, I've had kind of roller coaster up and downs of like where I'm really high and then I'm really low and it's really bad. And so a lot of the times when I ha- struggle with mental health, mental, um, mental issues, emotional issues, are times when I've had like when i've been in extreme pain it doesn't help that when you're in so much extreme pain you can't take painkillers and you cannot sleep so um when you're not sleeping your body mm-hmm. can't reset um emotionally you're in pain constantly your body doesn't know what to do your mind doesn't know what to do i have literally um gone to, i've i've talked about this before where i've 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 contemplated like ending it because mm-hmm. i just couldn't stand the pain i couldn't stand the uh, you know, physical, emotional pain. So it was, you know, so those are those are bad times. So I understand when people are struggling with chronic health issues, mm-hmm. and you are at literally at the end of your rope. And every time you say to me, "Amy," I totally understand when you say, "Like, I just want to scream and cry and punch somebody." And I totally get, I completely get that because I was there, but I was literally. Like So that's what I thought in my head and that's what I thought in my heart, but my body was so weak I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. Uh, (laughs) um, And I was like hemorrhaging so much there was no fluids in me to cry probably. Um, I mean, you know, I laugh about it now, but at the time when you're in it. You cannot see your way no, out of it. It's like can't. it's like you got dropped in the middle of a forest and you have no idea that maybe five steps this way you'll be out of it. Mm-hmm. You have no idea, right?
0: Especially when you have doctors saying, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or not running enough yeah. tests or prolonging tests uh, or, you know, we can't see you until another month. Your, fo- your follow-up is another month. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I already told you the story about my husband has that weird cyst on his eyeball. It's yeah. on his eyeball.
0: Yeah, but and, let's wait.
2: But that so he went to his eye doctor and they were like, "Yeah, we can't. You have to go to like a surgeon, uh, you know, an eye surgeon." So then, when they tried to make the appointment for him, it was like a month later, and it's like seriously. So he's been putting in these eye drops, and it's kind of disappeared on its own. But it's like that seems kind of an important thing. It's your eyeball, <laughs> but okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so I wrote this other note, and and it makes me laugh when I see it. And you're probably looking at it like, "What does that mean?" Um. <laughs> So many times in my life, because I tend to be a listener, a giver, an empath, that kind of person. Yep. Um, that's why I've always kind of gone in the careers that I've gone into. And, um, and that's kind of how I am with other with my friends. Um, I end up kind of becoming people's emotional tampons is the the term that I made for it.
0: (laughs) Oh, my Um, God. I love your phrasing. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And people are like, what? And I remember like having an argument with my friend about it. I was like, I'm tired of being your emotional tampon. And he was like, what? And I said, (laughs) you only use me when you need me to make you feel better. So I suck up all like it's like a tampon right so you put me in when you like you put it sounds gross to say I put you put me in but um but like an emotional tampon I'm only there to clean up your mess right and then you Mm -hmm. discard me right Mm -hmm. um or if I need that from you you're not there for me right that's and so (laughs) I kind of always felt like um yeah like I got and so I kind of got rid of those people in my life
0: well yeah you have to
2: but I so and in, in fact in the times when I've gotten really bad like uh like when the flood happened and destroyed my business and then you know you know this pandemic has happened and derecho and all this other horrible stuff I'll, when I tell people I don't have the bandwidth to take care of other people right now I have to take Absolutely. care of me. So just like last episode when we talked to Amber and she was like oh I'm selfish and I was like I kind of see what you're doing as self-care not selfish. Absolutely. But I but I but I you know either way. So anyway so, um, you know, like I said earlier, sometimes you don't know where people are coming from. Like people see me and seem to think, oh, Jenny can take it or or <laughs> I don't have to treat Jenny well sometimes because uh-huh. she can handle it. Then And I'm going to tell you, I can't. Mm-hmm. I take things very personally. Sometimes I, I get really butt hurt, especially when I feel like. I've given a hundred and ten percent to you, and then the one time I ask you for something because I rarely do, you're not there
0: and hey, that's a hey. true emotion. That's not something that a lot of people think about that that that's real. I mean, I go through that a lot uh-huh. when you feel like you're giving a hundred and ten percent. And you're there for them, and you're supporting them. And if it's not being reciprocated, you know yeah. things happen. Things, yeah, no, I, happens, get things about. I get that. I get that. But when is bad it's sometimes. consistent, yeah, that's you know? what I'm
2: saying. Like, because sometimes timing is bad. Yeah, like, if I contact you, yeah, but when it's one sided and yeah. it's
0: obvious that it's one sided, yeah. it's time to close. The yeah, page.
2: and I and I do that. So and I've that's one of the things that I've had to do for my men. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you and I are very similar in that um, people look at us from the outside and and see us as very put together people, and so assume that.
0: They assume we have our shit together. Yeah,
2: our shit together. And um, and so, like I said, when I had said during Amy's story that sometimes you don't know um, what people are going through and where they've come from. So, you know, because like when she talked about her body image uh, story, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're so lucky you're skinny or oh, you're, you know, you blah, blah, blah. Right. And you don't know where she's come from. So don't say that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with me. Like a lot of people think, oh, Jenny can handle it if I don't invite her to something or if I don't Mm -hmm. do this with her. But then they'll bend over backwards to make sure they don't hurt somebody else's feelings. And I'll be like, why don't I get that same respect? Because I make sure that I do that. I feel like with most people. So and it's like, that's the key word, Jenny but I think, respect. yeah, but I think a lot of it is people just think, well, Jenny's fine. She's got it together. If she, she won't be mad at me. And it's just like, okay, yeah,
0: actually I will. There's a point.
2: <laughs> there's a point. I, I, I will, I will take the kicks on the stomach a couple of times and then I'll be like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so that's, you know, so that's why I, turn, <laughs> I came up with that phrase, emotional tampon. Um, so of course, this time of year, I deal with sad. S A D. A lot of you that do deal with that, you understand. So just like P S L, everybody knows that's pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> we have sad, which is seasonal affective disorder. Yes. So not as not as delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you can get the pumpkin spice latte if it makes you feel better about your SAD, but it's not going to improve your condition. Nobody's
2: going to be like going through Starbucks ordering, can I have a venti of SAD, please? Um, No. Anyway, so, but I I struggle with that. Um, And, but the weird thing is I absolutely love fall. I love cold weather. I actually like winter. I love winter too, but it's, when it gets darker earlier things like yep. that i it does start i can feel i can it's almost like i can feel like the darkness starting to creep <laughs> it's in it's- <laughs> (laughs) creeping like it's coming around like hands across my face um and so i have to up my vitamin d3 i don't know if you take vitamin d3 but it's been i I,
0: literally just took it oh
2: i see it right there in this bottle right here no kidding everybody listening
0: i literally just took it because it dawned on me i had not taken it yet this morning and so i'm like
2: oh well because so i always took Vitamins regularly, supplements regularly, had no problem with that. And I remember going to my hormone doctor and one of the first things she said is she goes, you're vitamin D3 of deficient. And I said, why did I take a lot of it? She goes, no, 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 you have no idea. Your body needs a high, most bodies need a high level of it. She goes, just yes. taking one pill is not going to be enough. And so I, once I upped that, I was like, I could really tell a difference. You can so, feel it. Mm hmm. I could really tell a difference, so I am not saying that everyone that deals with seasonal affective disorder needs to just go out and buy a ton of vitamin D three. But the thing is, unless you have like health issues where you can't um, uh, digest fat soluble, because that one's a fat soluble one, um, vitamins, I it's not going to hurt you mm-hmm. to take because it's only going to actually help you, mm-hmm. um, and most people. Especially if you work in offices all day, you're not in the sun at all. <laughs> yes, Or if you
0: don't have, um, like me, I don't have a window to look yeah, at. Yeah, if you don't even have a window, me crazy.
2: But well, because one of the worst summers of my life, I was a temp person and I worked. Um, this is a story from my past. Um, this <laughs> I I worked for um, on the on the floor with the president of IES at the time. It's now Allied Energy, but it was called IES at the time. And um, and so I would literally leave. So early in the morning, it would be dark, and I worked interior yep. in the bu- building. And then by the time I would leave at night, it would be dark, and so I never saw the sunlight oh. all day. One one little bit, and I remember like getting so sick, and um, and then my doctor was like, "Are you not going out in the sun?" Because she knows somebody. I, she knows I'm somebody that loves to be outside, and she goes, "Even at your lunch break, just walk around outside," mm-hmm. and that did improve it and then I also was like I can't work this job. <laughs> I can't do this job anymore. No. No. Uh so anyway, so just so you know, um try to be in the sun. Vitamin D3 will help you a lot. Okay. So, um this is where we deep dive into my mental stuff. So okay. I've kind of I've kind of like skim surfaces of stuff that's happened, but so I kind of hit on some of it. Um so, you know, like when the flood of two thousand and eight happened, that was the that was probably one of the worst depression times of my life. I literally suffered from p t s d from that mm. um, it destroyed my business, and I guess a lot of that my identity was kind of wrapped up in that. I didn't realize yeah, how much it was um because at that point, I was owning my own salon um salon and spa, and so it was, it was a kick in the pan. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it was literally an emotional kick in the pants. And the thing that kept me together was the fact that I, this sounds really stupid, but in my brain, I was like, I don't want my son to see me like this. Even though I could not, <laughs> I was not keeping it together. Well, there would be times I would be so agoraphobic because my husband at the time, that was the first time he'd ever dealt with that with me. So he would try and take me, make me go to stores with him. And I would literally be in the parking lot and have like a A panic attack Mm. Because I was like I don't want to go I don't want to go You're making me go And he was like He didn't understand And it was because I was just so agoraphobic It was It was really Kind of weird I Several things happened Right at that time too We had I had to Nurse our 20 year old Beloved cat That was dying So I had to put like Subcutaneous fluid in him every day and so the poor kid would like leak in the bed next to me and he would sleep with me and um so we kind of i I always said we took to our bed together um and so so then i ended up you know three months later we ended up putting him down so that was like in that dark period we had to get rid of the beloved cat and then um and then my body manifested this weird stress fracture thing so that i was i called it the denver boot because i was in this boot DOS boot um, <laughs> there so, again you're <laughs> So it kept me phrases. it kept me from like being part of society because I felt like this boot was this clunky huge boot, right? <laughs> so anyway, um but you know, so before that there was um you know, I dealt with my uh you know, my adoption issues. I didn't realize at the time as I was growing up how deep-seated they were. It wasn't until like social media and I met other adoptees and then we kind of had similar stories and i realized oh my god it wasn't just me i just thought Mm -hmm. it was me that had all these like weird kind of passive aggressive things that happened to me and you know just like people just would make stupid comments like just because i didn't look like my family and they just thought they were being funny and i would also I would also so deflect it with humor because I thought if I struck first, you know. Well, that's
0: always how you yeah, do it, right? Yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah, because if you if, like you think if you strike first, then they can't make fun of you, yeah. right? Or if you're laughing at the joke too, they aren't they aren't going to It uh, puts a band-aid on Yeah, it. that they think you're okay with it, right? Mm-hmm. So but anyway, so with my adoption um so my my so I was adopted by a white family who for the most part was kind of weirdly lovely I mean I look back at my <laughs> I kind of look back at my I'm talking about it now because knowing what I know now but um but at the time I had this like what I thought was kind of a Pollyanna existence I really was very mm. truly happy I you know blah 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 I loved my mo- I can remember meeting my mom for the first time and instantly falling in love with her and most people can't say that right and um And I think that that's kind of why I put up with all the other shit for so long because I held on to that grain of that, okay? Um, But, so my dad was emotionally abusive to all of us, and I look at, like, why he was that way. He came from a kind of, I'm going to say fucked up family. He did. Because his parents were divorced and always fighting and he had, like, he was, like, the second of, like, technically ten kids, but not all of them lived.
0: Well, and it it just passes down. It passes yeah. down. Yeah, and so down he always so
2: he always believed that like because he left home early so that he could work. Uh, like I mean, he says eleven. He was he was working for room and board on a farm, um, and so we don't know if that's true or not. But we I kind of believe him, and mm-hmm. so. And so he always believed that money uh, solved everything. And so then that that's a hard place to come from when you're somebody that you're craving affection and not necessarily money. And that's what they always lorded over you as as affection, right? So that's a hard way to grow up. And then also they had a biological son that was older, and um, and there's still always a pattern. They always treated us a little different, not because of the adoption necessarily, but a lot of it was because he was a boy, they would always say that. Well, he's a boy, so he gets to do this, and you don't, because you're a girl. Mm -mm. Um, And then I always felt like I had to, because of the adoption, I always felt like I had to be, like, the better sibling. I always felt like I had to be um, better at school. I had to be smarter. I had to be, like, this, that, and the other, and they're going to love me, right? And um, you always do that. You fall into that stupid pattern. If I do this or if I change this, things will be different, right? And then it wasn't until, like, I was an adult that I finally broke that pattern. But also... um, and some of you that know me know this story and some of you that are family that are listening to this might not agree with the story, but i am it's my truth and I'm going to speak it. But um, in there, my brother did sexually abuse me. So that That's
1: and that funny. that
2: literally came um, out later because at the time we just all slept, swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. OK, so fast forward. So my brother did these, this horrible thing to me. And then it was when I finally admitted it. Of course, I was a child and I thought I was going to be the one in trouble so I kind of downplayed it a lot when I told my parents about what was going on and also I was a child I didn't have the verbiage I didn't understand mm-hmm. what was happening but I just want people to know if you come forward with stuff like that believe that person mm-hmm. because um, I'm gonna get emotional that's okay that's, but that's it's right. because you just feel like when when they don't believe you you feel inadequate yeah yeah so anyway this is why we do this i know Mm -hmm. and i know there's other people out there the reason why i'm telling this story i mean it's something that most people don't want people to know about but the reason why i'm okay with telling it and this is what i've told my family when they keep saying you need to forgive you need to forgive us and i always Mm -hmm. tell them i have forgiven you i've forgiven myself which is the most important person to have forgiven Um, but the reason why I know I've forgiven is because I'm not ashamed to tell it, tell the story anymore, because before I was ashamed, obviously, um, but I'm not the asshole in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, but even if I was the asshole in the story, I would not be afraid to tell people, um, because you can't move forward until you can admit the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but also what I've told them is I said, just so you know, I think you have a narrow definition of what forgiveness means i think you think forgiveness means that um everything goes back to normal for you right right and that's not necessarily what that means it's not a whiteboard it's it's not it's not what that means at all uh forgiveness means it doesn't have control over me anymore i mean yes it does make me cry it doesn't make but it doesn't mean it has control over me anymore Mm -hmm. so then fast forward um i had my son out of out of wedlock, you know, because that's I guess a big thing. So I had him when I was, nine. <laughs> uh, it's it just seems so ridiculous to me now because he's like thirty years old now. So it's like at this point, who gives a shit, right? But um, but at the time, I had my son when I was nineteen years old, and I remember my mom uh, taking me to the doctor, and she was so pissed off about it. I mean, my dad didn't talk to me for a year, um, and. So these are so what I'm talking about is times in my life where I just kind of was really deep down in my mental mm-hmm. uh, illness. And um, and I remember her going to the doctor and saying, like, I don't know, should we should we should we get rid of the baby? What should Ugh. we do? Because she was like, you know, she's 19. This is like the beginning of her life, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor looked at my mom and said, I'm going to tell you, Joan. I honestly didn't think she could get pregnant because she very rarely has a period and she only has one ovary and which is the thing that I've talked about that I knew. Right. And, and he said, so what if she looks back at, and he goes, she's 19. It's not like she's like 12. It's not like she's, you know what I mean? She's healthy. The baby's very healthy. He goes, what if she looks back at her life and this was the only chance she ever had to have a baby. And it ended up being the only chance I ever Mm -hmm. had to have a baby. So, I'm kind of glad he advocated for that. Um
0: That's amazing that you had a, a doctor yeah. that
2: yeah. advocated like that. Yeah. 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 But I'm also, on the other hand, happy that we live in a society where if I needed to make that choice, that there's a that healthy way yeah. to make that choice. Right. So anyway. Well, so- the
0: the bottom line is, and isn't this the topic yeah. of this year? Yeah. Yeah. Is choice. It's
2: choice. Choice, for sure. A, it's choice. A
0: choice over... And I'm talking specifically about women's
2: bodies. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like I should have the autonomy Nobody of my own body.
0: Nobody has the right to make a choice over your but, body.
2: But then I don't like the people that are also using that as why you shouldn't get vaccinated. But that's just well, that's well, a whole yeah, other yeah, subject yeah. that I'm not going to get on right <laughs> now. Okay, other, I'm not going to get on that one. whole other topic. Okay. So because I had my son... Um, And my dad and I were, like, always butting heads. He would play these, like, weird, sick, passive-aggressive, psycho games with me. Um, And we were just always at each other's throats. And part of it was, you know, I was a child in their house, and then all of a sudden I had a child in their house. So they never transitioned between, like, I'm an adult. So they would still treat me like this, like, kid that they're grounding. And I'm like, I have a baby now. I am a parent. Why are you treating me like this? And so then they kicked me out of the house, basically they'll when they when i say that to them they'll my dad is now dead but my but my mom will still be like jenny you decided to leave and i was like yeah i decided i was kind of forced decided to leave you know um
0: is that kind of like gaslighting something? yeah
2: it's totally gaslighting because she's like no you decided to leave well when my yeah. options were like live in this horrible situation where i'm being mentally and emotionally abused every day or go live somewhere else where i can be a parent mm-hmm. to my child Yeah, the, you know, the choice isn't, it's not like I, you know, so anyway, and then they're also offering me a ton of money to leave, right? Um, And so then they basically kicked me out of the house, so that my brother, who is going through a divorce, and had a son, because he's a boy and can possibly take care of a child by himself, so he could move into the house. So that's kind of when my relationship with my family kind of really changed, because then I realized, okay, so Because I got pregnant, and it showed to the outside world that we were not a perfect family. Mm -hmm. But my brother did these horrible things to me. But since that doesn't show to the outside world, I'm supposed to just get over it, and you're going to let this monster live in your house. I have a problem with that. Yeah. So anyway, so because of that, too, um, so my brother, he kind of messed around for, because we were both promised four years of college to be paid for right and then he messed around and said okay I, I swear I can if I just do one more year I'm gonna finish so he got five years paid for and then still never graduated with any degree oh you're kidding me no he had a fun time partying in college right <laughs> and so God. and so then I got pregnant my first year and suddenly even though my grades were still amazing cut me off no mm-hmm because you know because i guess that i didn't realize i didn't realize i'd signed this contract that that was the breach of my contract i guess so so but i will say this i'm gonna put a silver lining on this for people even though there really doesn't seem like there is one it forced me to grow up at a time when i needed to be forced Mm -hmm. to grow up because up until then kind of everything had been done for me um Mm -hmm. my job was to be a good student my job was to, you know, to do, well, girl stuff. I always had to cook and clean because that was girl stuff, right? But but still, for the most part, I was living this Pollyanna existence. And so it taught me that I can start from nothing and build something. Because I literally was living on welfare um, because of my child. And, and I was trying to go to school and I got it together. I made sure that he did not... Because I did not want to have to raise him, you know, in some of these shitholes that I had to live in. I mean, they were bad. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about mm-hmm. some of those. But anyway. So I was kicked out of the house. There was the flood of 2008. I lost my business. Um, and then one of the other times when I really went downhill was when Jordan moved to college. This just sounds really stupid, but I can remember... Um, just that feeling. Well, and even before that. So when he was five and the bus came to pick him up, I can remember the first time watching him run to the back of the bus and never looking back. And I was like, <gasps> "My baby!" <is>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> a t- that's typical mom. Yeah, moments. Yeah,
2: there. yeah. And so then I told him the next day, I said, "You have to like look back and wave." So he would always look back and wave. And so fast forward to college. So he had done um, Kirkwood, so he stayed at home, blah, blah, blah. But then when he finished at Southwest Minnesota State, we went up there with him because I swore I was not going to do what what my parents did when they dropped me off at Iowa State. Um, They literally unpacked my stuff, didn't help me put it away, and took off. And then I watched the other parents um, stay the weekend with their kid, get them acclimated to the area, at least give them one more meal, you know. I was just dumped there. And so I did, was not going to do that with Jordan. And so, but we weren't also going to be helicoptery, hovery parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we went, cause this was seven hours away. Um, one way um, we stayed in a hotel and we let him know that we were there for the weekend, but they so they were having this mixer, And I actually talked about this at his wedding. Um, they were having this mixer for the new students And there was a point where he was walking down this path. And he stopped for a second and looked back. Because you could tell he was torn. Hmm. Whether he wanted to continue on the path that was going to be his future. Or if he wanted to run back to us. Hmm. And I remember looking at him. And he literally was like lost. Like you could tell he was in that moment of what do I do. And I said... Because we used to call each other. He used to call me mama, mama Bird, and I'd call him Baby Bird. And I said, Baby Bird, you got to go. And oh. I watched him walk away. And I mean, it broke my heart, and I wanted to run to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was everything I could do to not run towards him and grab him. But I knew he needed to go towards that future. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, so. um, <laughs>
0: That's what mommies do. So that's another time <laughs> when
2: I was, like, taken to my bed because oh. I was just um, depressed. But anyway. Yeah. So then fast forward to COVID and for the most part, my husband and I are we found out we are married to the right people because we can we can quarantine together. But what sucked is I could remember the last day I'd hugged my son and you shouldn't know that stuff, right? I'm suing people that like um have family members that go into the military, they probably know that, you know, it's same thing, right? But it was like because we were not bubbled with him, we could not be together with him so we can remember the last day we hugged him. And I remember writing a piece for, uh, SPT theater about how, um, I can remember, um, you know, the last date that I hugged him. And if I would have known that was going to be the last time I was going to get to hug him for a long time, I wouldn't have let him go.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but luckily we had the wedding. Um, cause, because, uh, the, they did it at the right time. They did it in May when everybody was getting the vaccine and it was before this Delta variant. So we were um, able to do that. And uh, um, But then <laughs> we've since had kind of a family uh, dispute since the wedding. So now I haven't talked to Jordan. I haven't talked to his new wife. I haven't seen their new home. So that's been kind of what I've been dealing with. And I a lot of people don't know this. Either you know it because I've told you about it or I haven't. I've kind of kept it from a lot of people So that's kind of always going on with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I have gotten to the point where I stopped crying about it because I was like, I was only going to be always crying about it. And I, um, so it's been tough. That gets exhausting. It's been tough because he, he married someone that doesn't care for us. And Mm -hmm. um, so she's now keeping him away from us, but it's tough. Um, But anyway, So how do I deal with some of these things? Um, I've been, so with the adopting thing, I've been doing family searching, which that also kind of, plays on you mentally and emotionally and I help other adoptees that are also dealing with that because it is literally a roller coaster because you get your hopes up you find out there's no hope that you're not going to find any family and then maybe sometimes there is sometimes you Mm -hmm. find like little bits and pieces and then it's this like oh my gosh no oh my gosh no oh my god you know so it's this like really emotional roller coaster and then you see the other adoptees that do have family members that are looking for them so they do meet their family and then you kind of like I want to be happy with, for you on the one hand, but I also kind of hate you on the other. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I've been doing schooling, so that's kind of helping me keep my mind, um, off of other things. And then also I do a lot of writing. So I, I, like I said, I wrote for SPT. I, I read a lot of my stuff. So, um, so those are some of the good things that, um, that I always I kind of keep in my life. So that's just some tips for some of you to maybe like think about that. If there's artistic outlets, things like that. So anyway, um, and we already talked about, um, about the insurance situation. So anyway, this seems like a good time to take a break. Um, th- we've gone through a lot <laughs> emotionally together.
0: <laughs> yes, we
2: uh, have. Uh, so when we return, um, I'll continue my mental flossing and go over some tools in my toolbox, like like Amy said last time, right? All right. Well, don't go away, everybody. This has been
0: Sick and Tired with Amy. And Jenny. We'll be back.
4: We should say each other's names instead to throw everybody off. Oh, that's a great idea for the trailer. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Oh, my God. You guys really are doing it, aren't (laughs) you? All right, I'm Jeremy. I'm Mike. What, you're still doing the false names thing? I feel like we already have a trailer going right now. This is like a fourth (laughs) grade elementary school joke. Hey, everybody. I'm Shane, Mike, and Jeremy.
3: And I'm... Oh, wait a minute.
4: Hey, I'm Shane. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Mike. And this is the Groove Live Podcast.
3: We're talking all things groove.
4: Music, food, friends. Beer, beer, even. All of it.
3: Whatever brings groove into your life. How
4: about like a tattoo artist? Would that be kind of groovy?
3: I I would file that under groove.
4: Construction projects.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on. Here's the thing. We have a lot of friends in a lot of different avenues and a lot of different lifestyles, which means that we have a lot of cool resources
4: to pull from of cool people that have cool stories. Every day, you get out of bed. What makes you feel alive? You know, what makes you want to own the day? Coffee. Rock music. Pokemon. Construction projects.
3: (laughs) And you'll hear it all right here on the Groove Life Podcast.
4: The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. New episodes release every second and fourth Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of
3: all LAS podcasts and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started,
4: visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. Hey, guys, we're going to have a blast. Can't wait to see you guys on the Groove Life podcast. We can't wait to groove with you. Now that sounds dumb.
0: All right, we are back. This
2: is Amy and Jenny, and this is Sick Sick and and Tired. tired. And we're continuing my story. So, really, um, that was an emotional roller coaster the first part. (laughs) It's It's okay. So, I've composed myself, hopefully, a little bit.
0: You know, and that's the thing is that you don't have to. Yeah. And that's yourself. what
2: I tell people. I was like, it's okay to feel yeah. your feelings. Yeah. I mean, if they're, to. if they're overtaking you and it's, you can't do the rest of your life, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a little different. You have but, to have that moment. but I think a lot of people feel like they can't feel their feelings mm-hmm. or they can't be honest about their feelings. And I'm not that person. I'm always... You know if I'm mad. Mm-hmm. You know if I'm sad. You know if I'm yeah. pissed. <laughs> like my poor family are. Like, yep, we know exactly what mom's thinking. But I think it's also healthier to be that way. Yeah. So just like um, Amy did, her tools in her toolbox. We like to say that a lot on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna
0: keep saying it. I'm so gonna deal keep with saying it. it.
2: So deal with it. So we're gonna say that <laughs> the word vagina and moist and toolbox all the time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna copy a little bit off of Amy's paper. I'm I'm not that. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher's kid. I shouldn't do such (laughs) stuff. But anyway, um, but I'm also going to preface this by saying these are tools that work best for me. So that doesn't mean I'm saying, oh, you guys need to do this. You guys all need to do this. Right. (laughs) Um, But they are good rules Mm -hmm. or ideas or tools and
0: if it gives anybody an idea to try to start you totally can
2: these work for me like i said um and if you don't agree with everything too bad no i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) i hope some of these help you though um so a lot of times you can kind of like get over things, not get over things, but distract yourself with work. Right. Yeah. So right now I am not working because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because of several reasons, COVID. Um, and uh, so work and what I did for a living really helped me. Obviously I talked about it before. I got to like talk through my problems all day long with people. Right. But now I'm going to school and that at least gets my mind focused on that. Okay. So I can, I get a break from whatever is going on because I'm hyper focused on that. Um, and when I say I'm going to school, everybody's like, you're going to school again. Yes, I'm going to school again. This time I'm doing medical coding. So I'm decided that I'm going to give money to every type of school in the state of Iowa.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you're giving it to a school and not a hospital like I am.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mine's mine's education. So, and then having a routine. So I even put, so I'm the kind of person that, so unlike, unlike Amber, who is our guest, Who is very disciplined about making sure she works out, blah, 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 right. I am not that person. So I have to literally put exercise Mm. on my schedule every day, or I will lay in my bed till I absolutely have to get (laughs) up and play on my phone. I'm not Uh joking. Um, Because all of a sudden, I'll be like, Oh, it's like nine thirty, I'm still in bed. hell? and I've been up since seven. Um so anyway, so if you have to so like a routine, a lot of times when there is routine, you know that's gonna happen, that's gonna help you. And like I said before, vitamin D three, which Amy started taking <laughs> during our during our episode. Still sitting on the table yes. here. Um oh, and this was a good thing that I found out during the pandemic. Um but I kind of would do this even before that. But I would take big social media breaks. And Amy said this, too. And um, so one time I did, like, completely take a social media break from from uh, Facebook. And I only did Instagram because it's only pictures. And I, could, and I wouldn't scroll down it to see anybody else's stuff. Um, and that really did a lot for my mental, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but – and – I stopped getting into internet arguments with people because I found out it literally goes nowhere. Even if you know all the information and you are right or whatever, you might as well yell at a wall that's about as effective because you're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change yours. Um, And actually, I had looked at some of my memories that had come up, and one of them I want to read to you. Um, So. I had one that said, so this is dated August, so that, you know, Facebook will tell you like, this is what you did on this date so many years ago. So one of them was August 28th of 2009. And I had put, okay, going to urologist was big mistake. I hate cocky doctors that try to use scare tactics and intimidation to make you do surgery that you don't want to do and could do more harm than good. Aren't they supposed to help? It's bad enough that I'm in the worst pain of my life. But then you have to reduce me to tears. So that was actually before I was supposed to be going into a surgery. The 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 anesthesiologist, because I'm allergic to anesthetic, was pissed at me that I was making them do it a different way than they wanted to do. And oh, of so course. then he was trying to intimidate me. And I finally just go... Why are you doing this to me? Because I'm starting to cry before we're going into surgery. And that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and he goes, is there is there a problem? Yes. You just like yelled at me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The problem is you're being a dick and I'm going into surgery.
2: Well, so. and I just want to say this one. This one. So I love when people post fun memes. So I I screenshotted this one because I thought it was great. It says, it's okay to fall apart sometimes. Tacos do and we still love them. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and I think that's totally true. So anyway, so... um you know, and here's something I, the other day I was writing uh, postcards out to voters that are supposed to be happening. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you the last time I actually sat down and physically wrote a letter. So I was thinking like writing mm-hmm. a letter is because there's intention behind it because you have to literally take pen to paper and you are writing a letter, um, to someone. And it actually does make you feel like you're doing something for somebody else. And, and so, so write letters, um, call friends and meet friends in a safe way. And I mean in a safe way, okay? I don't mean like <laughs> 20 million people at a Hawkeye game. Sorry, I'm not just putting down the Hawkeyes, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I see those pictures and it freaks me out. Um Also, and we've talked about this already, but you might need to cut the toxicity out of your life. And so sometimes, so like in my case, my toxicity was family. Yeah. And so that's why I stayed with them so long because everybody and everything tells you, oh gosh you gotta you gotta forgive your family you gotta you gotta keep them in your life because they're your family and it's like no, no and this actually... is what I finally learned. I'm the kind of friend that if I hear anybody's treating you like crap, I will tell you, get the hell away from that if it's your boss,
1: mm-hmm.
2: if it's your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever um i if it's if it's a friend that's doing this to you um but for some reason, we have this weird blanket leeway for family Mm -hmm. and I would think family should treat you better absolutely right you're right because I make sure that I treat my husband I Mm -hmm. treat my son I'm not I don't treat them worse I treat them better because I love these people and I want to take care of them and I want you know so it's like so I think people think oh well, you should. You know, it's okay. It's your family. It's not an excuse. It's not okay. It's family not okay. is
0: supposed to love you for who you are, no matter what. Exactly. It's supposed to be a security system. It's supposed to be a support system, and if exactly. it's not there. It's not there. Well, and y- you just have to be done.
2: Yeah, and and it is hard. I'm telling you what. When I walked yeah. away. It was literally the hardest thing because there's the holidays, there's the birthdays, there's the times you should be together. But yet at the same it's time, crazy. when you
0: look back at it, yeah. and those people are not there for those particular holidays or those particular, mm-hmm. you know, festivities. Oh, yeah. Isn't it much nicer?
2: Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That whole feeling of like, oh, my God, I just yeah, feel like no I'm going to burst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things, so if you can't cut the toxicity out of your life, so one of the things that I like to do is I love to walk, and a lot of people that follow me, they know that I I did this like thirty parks uh, challenge where I went to I checked that in at thirty like parks.
0: So much fun!
2: It it is, but it's a lot. It's a lot because um, we did this like crazy where we would do five to seven parks in a week weekend, and so you technically don't. It's you don't get to like enjoy a park thoroughly you just kind of mm. have to drive by it right and so <laughs> and you're like 5 minutes of walking around and then you're like uh you know, I'll make a mental note that like later I'll come back to this yeah,
0: it's a drive by park through
2: yeah it is a drive by park through um so now we're we're revisiting the ones that we wanted to revisit so i walk a lot and i can tell you that even as a family we used to walk and we would talk out our so the first mile you're just like I hate this and I hate you and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you're like talking, you're working through your problems and your problems don't seem as big of a deal. Also, it helps me with pain relief, exercise, exercise does the same thing. That's why I put it on my schedule to do it regularly. Cause sometimes we can't walk outside. Um, and you know, fall, who doesn't love to hike in the fall and look at the leaves. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, I also took in some shows in a very safe way. I, because I love theater and I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I love theater and I did. Um. and I always say because of my pain I can't eat sugars but I think it's also sometimes okay <laughs> yeah to not beat yourself up <laughs> it, and it, eat that dessert first and here's you
0: know like I said in, in my episode I could before this health struggle I could eat anything mm-hmm. and so now um, you know of course I my body just isn't taking anything in. Yeah. In, in yeah, and I have to watch what dessert I eat it can't be I know, you know and so that makes I, me
2: sad no PSL for you I, it, yeah, no <laughs> it can be dairy free
0: you know I can deal with that but if you know if I'm not taking it in it and it's just it's so incredibly hard right now to walk yeah. through a grocery store or to go to a restaurant and look at the dessert menu and know that I can't
2: have the cheesecake so don't um, follow my Facebook page because I will be <laughs> I've I'll been be watching tar- your Facebook page I'll be page, torturing though. you I'll be torturing you and the same thing with you know, like alcohol, because it does have a lot of sugars in it. Don't mm-hmm. drink a lot of alcohol. But sometimes it is a good thing to drink that alcohol, <laughs> right? And don't beat yourself up for this. That's what I love about, like, when I talked about that I'm on Noom, um, what I like is they're just like, they don't beat you up. They, they're they they're teaching you, like, this is the better way to eat. But they also don't be like, oh, you, you fell off the wagon and you're a horrible person. Do better tomorrow, you know? Because yeah. sometimes, I'm sorry, sometimes you just need it. Sometimes I need that. Um, um, and baths. I love I do too. baths. I love a very luxurious bath. And or swimming. <laughs> or sitting by a lake. I obviously need water. I'm I don't like oceans, which is really weird. They freak me out. But but I you know. And then here's the big one and I wrote it in big capital letters. You did. Sex, right? <laughs> what? She did not say the sex word. Uh yeah, I did. Because a lot of times you can tell kind of what's going on with your body. There's a couple different ways what your poop looks like oh, tells you yeah, what, what your body's me, doing Yeah, right now. Yours mm-hmm. looks like I've a been baby telling di- people what it
0: looks like <laughs> for the last seven months and they still don't get
2: it. So your your poop looks like a baby diaper. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not, not your pants, your poop. Does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also your sex life. And that can mean anything that can mean taking care of yourself with partner. <laughs> 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 I'm not judging. That's I'm just saying funny. that like, I'm just saying that like, if you're, if that part of your life, is not mm-hmm. in there, there's mm-hmm. something going on. Yeah. And it could be, I don't know, But isn't it funny
0: how people <laughs> are so afraid to talk about that?
2: Let's talk about sex, but that's, baby.
0: that's a part of human life, people. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. And that's why we do this podcast, because yeah. if you're not comfortable talking about it, you can at least be a little comfortable listening to it.
2: So. Yes, that's what I'm saying. As long as it's like consenting adults, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Um, and breathing. And that sounds really weird, because don't we breathe all the time? Yeah, but we don't deep breathe. We don't deep breathe. We don't meditate. Mm -hmm. I need to start doing that. I need to meditate again. In fact, I had a dream about that last night. I was like, you need to put meditation in your podcast. Isn't that
0: weird? I feel like I need to go see the Pope at
2: this point. And then this one I wrote, because you had said this to me, but screaming and punching things. So at one point, Robert and I had looked into starting a smash room here. And I don't know if you guys know what that is, but you pay somebody money and you literally go in this room and destroy stuff. I could do that every day right now. But I actually, weirdly, we went and did that and I hated it because I don't like actually breaking (laughs) (laughs) things. I felt terrible about it. I think I'd rather just punch somebody in the face, which sounds really violent. (laughs) Um, Okay, anyway, and... I'm looking at Alex when I say this one, sing and dance.
0: Even if someone tells you you suck. S-
2: Even if somebody tells you you suck, Alex. No, <laughs> Thanks, guys. You, do, you don't suck. But I'm just saying like. Um, <laughs> the person I,
1: who says I suck sucks.
2: Yeah, yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, I've had people tell me, yes, you're not the strongest singer. And I realize that, but I still am going to do it. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's hear it no it's okay (laughs) nobody no even the best singers don't want to be put on the spot Alex no because if I said Alex sing us the song Sing us our theme song, Alex. Uh, it's the second time. Oh, he did he it. Oh, he did it. <laughs> Whoa. Now, so we don't Bless even, your heart. Why, why, <laughs> why, why are we paying for that other one? Okay, so. <laughs> and Who needs it? And today, I am wearing my superhero cape. I always say that, wear a superhero cape, whether it's literally or figuratively. So you guys had all commented that my, because my outfit has superhero things like, bam, wham, pals. very Adam West. It's, yes, a, it's, it's very it, Adam it, West. It looks it's like the old, yeah.
0: 1960s Batman. That's yeah. what I loved about it.
2: Exactly. And, but. Even like when I go get my mammogram, I literally put on my cuff bracelets because they put that damn cape on you, and so I always go like I'm going as Wonder Woman then, right? right? But I think that like there's invisible superhero capes like doing just kind things for other people, like paying for the pumpkin spice latte for the person behind you. You mm-hmm. know, like just like just doing little things. That to me is being a superhero. Or you could start a podcast. What? <laughs> Oh, my gosh, you did that. Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, especially since LAS Podcast Network will help you with uh-huh. that. <laughs> oh, my hint, gosh, hint. we did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, the
0: fun part of that, I'm not sure if we even disclosed that. that did we at one time that, that Jenny and I had this idea during COVID? Yeah. And we kept saying... And we kind should start of, a podcast. <laughs> as, a jo- as a joke. We should start a podcast. We start, and then finally... You know, she filled out the form, and I was like, oh, God. It's, it's real, real. It's real. happening. It's a real thing. And now it's a real thing, everybody. Yeah. So, you know, you never know where your well, ideas are going to take you. That's what
2: I'm saying. And I and I love that you guys started this network so that we could actually do this and mm-hmm. make it a little easier for us to do. Because, Absolutely. And yeah. Well,
1: so, we're glad to amplify the, the voices that need to be amplified. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Right?
1: I mean, everybody needs... Um, um, to be amplified, but, but there's, there's some topics
2: that we felt like needed to be said. And this is, this is one of them, one of the topics. Yes, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah. even if you don't want to do a podcast, I mean, cause not everybody, Um, like the comment that I get a lot from people are sort of like that. Listen to our podcasts is they're like you and Amy really work well off each other. So you might not have that and that's okay, but you can write. I, mm-hmm. I write and maybe nobody ever sees your writing, hears your writing, that's okay just writing it down sometimes gets it out purges it out blog that's another writing um create poetry get another writing or mm-hmm. some sort of art I like even if it's like I said even if it's not going to be something anybody sees nobody says it has to be amazing it just maybe it just is helpful and therapeutic to you and the biggest thing the thing that I did on this show even is cry yes. um, in my mind, crying has never been a sign of weakness. It's actually strength because if you're willing to cry in front of somebody, that means you trust them enough. And and sometimes you got to do it. I, I will like take to my bed and cry if I'm in having one of those moods. I did it last night.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I've been doing it so often then it's just, you know, I just did it. Page. I just did it
2: like 20 minutes ago. Right. So. so, you know,
0: I, but isn't it funny how that has always been stigmatized for the longest oh, you're time a in baby. society you're as a, baby. Yeah. a sign of weakness? Yeah, it's not. It's it is strength. It it's a sign of strength. It's also a sign that you have to get that out.
2: So... Okay, well that wraps it up or as like Forrest Gump likes to say, that's all I got to say about that, Jenai. And you are a Jenai. I
0: am a Jenai. All right, well this has been Amy with an A and
2: Jenny with a Z and you've been listening to Sick Sick and Tired, Tired. a podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick Sick and and tired. tired.
0: Listen to our next
2: episode featuring an
0: interview with special guest Dr. Cody from Thrive Care. Dr. Cody is an amazing healer and you won't want to miss this episode. We are part of the LAS Podcast Network but you can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and please
2: give us five stars on Apple Podcasts we want to thank all of our listeners for all of your positive comments
0: yes you are the reason we are doing this podcast so again we are Amy with an A
2: and I'm Jenny with a Z and please 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 share our podcast with others oh and see See you you next Tuesday. Tuesday hey we remember this time hey that vitamin D is really helping wait remembering what here's my bottle here take one